Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WPHD, WPHD, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. Yes. This is the next generation of talk. Now, on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. So how's America doing economically? That's the question. We're going to tackle that this hour for you. Also, the latest on the uh, hostage transfer. And the government's going after people for their speech again. This time, mean tweets. Mean tweets criticizing the Irish government. I will give you some of that as well today. Welcome to the show. Glad you're here. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Don't forget, I opened the show today with a big story regarding the Biden administration tracking every single American citizen who flew into the capital region on January 6, 2021. They're still actively tracking you if you're one of those people. We'll come back to that. We'll also get to uh, what's going on with the story from Vanity Fair about how the Department of Energy... Our friend Dan Briette warned Fauci in 2019, right before COVID, that the WIV was messing around with coronaviruses and that the Chinese military could get their hands on them. You know, I've always said, I think this thing was not a leak that was accidental. I think the leak was very intentional, premeditated, and was used by the Chinese military. Because I'm sorry, but things like that just don't happen. You got you to gotta think about it ahead of time. But let's turn to the economy for me for just a second. Dr. E.J. Antoni is the research fellow in the Heritage Foundation's Grover M. Herman Center for the Federal Budget, and he joins me now. E.J., what's up, Doc? <laughs> Rich, pleasure to be with you, especially after last night. I tell you, that game, I mean, I had Ajita the entire time. <laughs> yep. I, well, you know, Matt and I were just talking about it uh, right before this segment, how you know, didn't think the Matt didn't think they were going to make the field goal. And then after the coin toss, like at all these different moments, thought for sure it was over, but they hung in there. He did. And I tell you, I'm a big fan of the Kelly green. I really am. Oh, absolutely. Hands down. Yeah. That's, that's the, that's the color right there. Uh, all right. So talk to me about today's cyber Monday. And I feel like it feels like every day cyber Monday It really does. Doesn't it? I mean, I, I, I don't know what black Friday was like for, America. So I'm glad you're coming on the show. I just know one thing, and that was that I was not going near a store on Black Friday. You couldn't have paid me enough to go near a store on Black Friday. Uh, wouldn't do it. 
So talk to me about how America did on Black Friday economically. Well, I actually had to run out on, on Black Friday. I had to replace a, a, a washer hose. So I, w- I was forced to go to Home Depot, even though I didn't want to actually go on Black Friday. But honestly, the store was not that busy. So it, it looks like more and more Americans are continuing that trend of moving their shopping from the brick and mortar to online, w- which is totally fine. In fact, in a lot of ways, it's more efficient. The, the thing that's really troubling me about the spending this year, though, is that Americans at a pace we've never seen before are choosing this buy now, pay later option that a whole host of different retailers are beginning to offer because people just simply are strapped for cash right now. And we have too many maxed out credit cards. And so this is essentially a way for a lot of people to spend around those limits that they have. But the problem is all that spending has to be paid back in the future. And if you can't pay your bills now, what makes you think you're going to be able to pay them next year? Because you're looking at the government as a role model and they don't pay their bills. It doesn't matter how much debt they rack up. So maybe people live their life that way going, well, if the government doesn't have to pay back the money they owe, why should I? Well, especially when you have some of those people who are actually living off the government, a.k.a. the taxpayer, on a whole host of different welfare programs. Yeah, I, I can certainly see how you would have that mentality. Now... This problem, though, of debt, this, this problem of credit card debt and this problem of, of macro debt, too. Uh, why doesn't the Biden administration just forgive it? You know, like they did with student loan debt. They try to do with that. Why not just forgive everyone's credit card debt? That could be a huge boom to the economy, right? Oh, well, we're at it. Why stop there? Let's get rid of everyone's mortgages. Let's get rid of everyone's auto loans. Let's just, quote unquote, forgive it all. But you know, here's the thing, Rich, unless you're the creditor, unless you're the person the money is owed to, you can't forgive anything. Uh, otherwise, you're literally it's hard just to telling forgive, the- EJ. EJ, it's hard to forgive. It takes a lot. <laughs> and when you cross well, let me, me, let me put it- you know, I'm just saying, oh, you're talking about loan forgiveness. I thought you were talking about emotional forgiveness. Loan forgiveness. Yes, you're right. It's it, 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 when you forgive a loan, it means that it goes away, but the money doesn't go away. This is what people don't understand so explain it to us you don't just wave a magic wand and go okay now this this debt is just gone off the books it doesn't really work that way in the real world right right exactly so uh, imagine if i owed you a hundred bucks but you know right before we got on the phone uh, uh you know matt the sanctimonious over there said hey ej you know what i'm gonna forgive that debt so now you don't actually have to repay rich and now I get on the phone with you and I say, hey, Rich, great news. You know, Matt forgave the debt. You're going to say, well, 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 hold on, wait a second. It wasn't his debt to forgive. And so whenever the government, quote unquote, forgives a debt, all they're doing is they're using taxpayer dollars to pay off the creditor, which just means that instead of the money being owed to a person over here, it's now owed to uh, it's now owed by the taxpayer. In other words, we're all on the hook for it. So when Biden says, I'm going to forgive a hundred billion, two hundred billion, however much it is in student loans. Look at that as a new tax on you, because that's exactly what it is. Dr. E.J. Antoni's with me, research fellow in the uh, the Heritage Foundation's Grover M. Herman Center for the Federal Budget. Uh, so then, talk to me about this, and this this is an important point too. On Black Friday, which is when a lot of retailers see black and things are good and sales are good, and today's Cyber Monday. And you, you, you know, you're, you're, you're seeing now this shift in America from brick and mortar stores to now everybody online. But the brick and mortar stores, even though they may not be getting the foot traffic they used to get pre, pre, pre-COVID, 
they're getting something else, which is they're getting massive retail theft. And the numbers have come out on the retail theft problem in the United States of America and the cost on these retailers. And it is in the billions and billions of dollars a year, just retail theft. So while responsible people are saying, I don't want to go into a store because I don't want to deal with the crowds. I'm going to sit home and I'm going to, I'm going to buy something online. A lot of people are going into stores, but they're walking out without paying for the items that they, that they have. That's a major problem that's at some point also going to catch up to us here. Exactly. In fact, it's catching up to us now in the form of higher prices. One of the things that is driving retail prices up this season is the fact that retailers are having to make up for all the theft. And it can have a dramatic increase because, you know, if if a store, let's say, only only has a margin of a few cents on an item, when that item gets stolen, they're not just losing the couple of cents that they made in margin. They're losing the entire cost. And so you now need to make up for that again, in the form of higher prices, and what looks like a doubling or tripling of the store's margin from the consumer's perspective is literally nothing more than than breaking even. But I do want to point out that, you know, unfortunately, this is extending beyond the brick and mortar stores, and it has now become a huge problem for Amazon. They have this massive problem now with their delivery drivers and other people within their supply chain who are helping themselves to that five-finger discount, and it's doing the exact same thing to prices on Amazon as well. It's pushing them upwards because, again, the business has to make up for those lost costs somehow. New York retailers lost $4.4 billion due to organized shoplifting rings in 2022. $4.4 billion. And this is from the New York Post. They say retailers across New York State say there's no end in sight to the rising epidemic of organized shoplifting rings and warn it could lead to more store closures, increased costs for consumers, and threats of violence against store employees. Store owners said they lost 4.4, this is just in New York, 4.4 billion last year as a result of retail theft. That's an insane amount of money, but this is the problem. It is organized. I, the other night, had to go to a, uh, had a wedding in South Jersey in Cherry Hill, and I parked in my buddy's house. I won't name the town, but the town is having a problem with people stealing cars. And the reason why is the proximity to the New Jersey Turnpike. And so they have these organized rings that go out and they steal cars and they just, you know, take them right up to Newark and put them on the docks and get them out of the country to Africa, Asia, wherever they're going. But these these groups are organized and they're they're brazen about it. And this is something that now has gone from just the person walking into a store and doing the old five finger discount to now where you've got organized theft. And the reason why, EJ, I think this is happening is my theory is that. People will always take advantage and human nature will always sometimes go to dark places. So if, if, if the left has said we're not going to actually prosecute retail theft because we, we, we feel bad for people, well, then real bad people are going to take advantage of that and they're going to say, well, then let's get in on the action. And that's exactly what you're seeing here. Absolutely, Rich. And and it goes all the way from New York to L.A., where you have these crazy left-wing DAs who, as you said, refuse to prosecute so-called petty theft. Please explain to me how it's petty theft when 200 teenagers are assaulting these stores and breaking down doors and windows to steal hundreds of thousands of dollars in merchandise at a time. And, And as you said, nothing is done. No arrests are made. There are no prosecutions. There's no following up with with law enforcement. In fact, what a lot of these retailers have begun to do now is simply lock everything up. 
in their stores. This has become a big trend now with pharmacies because they know there is no point in reporting the theft after it happens to police because nothing will be done. So all they can do is try to prevent it in the first place. Yeah, and and, and, and the bleeding heart philosophy that says, all right, we're going to allow you to steal up to $995 worth of crap and then... Because, you know, EJ, what I do is I bring a calculator. When I steal my retail theft, I always make sure I'm not over that limit. Once you get that thousand bucks, man, the world changes. Am I right? I mean, it comes down on your heart. Oh, I, I, absolutely. So, you know, the, my my recommendation is, you know, do do your planning ahead of time. Yes. So look up all the prices, you know, online. So then when you get to the store, you don't actually have to sit there with your calculator. I mean, that can get awkward, you know. <laughs> Dr. E.J. Antonio, always a pleasure, my friend, and uh, we will talk again soon. Go, Birds. Go, Birds. See you, Rich. The Rich Zioli Show on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Uh, yeah, and this story is pretty amazing. Retail theft at convenience stores throughout the state. Not as organized as some of the retailers, but it is as dangerous and impactful. Members have reported that the theft that leaves stores in shambles, criminals see cigarettes, lottery tickets, anything they can get their hands on. In fact, one store reported a thief threw a pot of coffee at a clerk, adding that his uh, trade group stands ready to work with state and local authorities and other business groups to control the issue. You know what goes on, right? And this is, this is exactly what I mean by this. Uh, when you've got these situations, oh, wait, was this now? There's a CNN report last week. Oh, self-checkout for the rise. Oh, yeah, blaming the victim, as we call it. Do you still have that report? I actually do, yeah. let me Give me a second, I can find it. <clears throat> when, my observation is this. When I was doing the uh, Thanksgiving shopping, I ran into Wegmans, and I was, I, I, I'm a big fan of the self-checkout, but I noticed that the lines of the self-checkout were actually longer than the lines that were, that the, the, the manned, or I don't want to say manned, personed. I don't want Justin Trudeau to yell at me. Humaned? What, what's the correct... You don't want to say manned anymore. So there, there was uh, personed? <laughs> I mean... Yeah, I don't want Fidel Castro's work. bastard love child to get upset with me, so I'm going to say uh, personed. Well, there are a lot of people identifying as cats now. Did, you, did so. he miss that? Did he miss that? Well, I, I was trying to solve it. Oh, conundrum. man, he did. Mm. No. Boom. Well, oh, this is a good day. It's official. Well, I do. This is turning I, out to be a good day. It's been a very I, tough day, but it's now turning out to be a good day. I want to make sure that our audience understands that the official stance of the Rich Zioli show is that Justin Trudeau is the son of Pierre Trudeau. Allegedly. Anyway, where's that clip that you have from CNN? You got it oh, for I'm me? I'm trying to find it right now. <clears throat> the bastard love child of Fidel Castro would be very upset no. if I said I was at a manned checkout lane. <laughs> it's uh, it's humankind, even though human has the word man in it, which I've never understood. But so anyway, so I went to the personed line where there was a human being and I always make sure I say hello and I talk to them. I put my phone down. I try to be polite and have conversation. Uh, and it went by fine. It was it was quick. But uh, what's happening, I think is not the self-checkout, it's the freaking bag ban. Because you can walk out of a store now with a shopping cart full of stuff that you didn't pay for, and they don't know if you did or not, because in the old days, you would put that stuff into a bag and you would walk out with that bag. Nowadays, I look, I constantly forget my bags, and I refuse to buy new ones. <clears throat> I refuse. I will not do it. I, will, I would rather carry everything in my arms and go running across the parking lot like a crazy person and just chuck it all in my trunk, then buy a bag. It's a principal thing with me at this point. 
I always forget them and I run into the store and I never have them and I'm not buying them. I refuse. So that means either I have to buy less, I stuff my pockets with, with, with things under my shirt. It looks like I'm stealing, but I paid for all of it. But I've got, I got, you know, stuff. I got a big thing of uh, gabagool under my shirt. You know what I mean? A big thing of gabagool. And I'm running out in the parking lot with my gabagool. And, uh, you know, sometimes the gabagool comes out and it's very awkward. This is the CNN report on the reasons behind the retail theft epidemic in America. Take a listen. Yeah, Rahel, I think anybody who's used a self-checkout machine can tell you all the issues with it. You know, you misscan something. It asks, oh, which vegetable do you want? Then you have to call over the employee. <laughs> um, self, you know, self-checkout was designed as a way for stores to save money on labor costs and make the experience for customers better. But as we see, uh, employees still have to man the self-checkout um, counters, and they often end up taking longer than going through a regular cashier because of all these issues. Uh, yeah. So what did the, the British grocery store say um, about why it's removing self-checkout? Same issues? Same issues, Rahel. So booths in the, in the UK, I, had, I have to admit, I had not heard of booths, but they're certainly getting a lot of attention for this move. They say that customers are frustrated with it, point out all of the issues. And they, so they just want to go back to old fashioned human beings uh, checking people out. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of consumers would like to see old-fashioned human beings as well. Um, Nathaniel, while I have you, what are some of the issues that the U.S. retailers seem to be facing? So in the U.S., we, we are particularly, uh, stores are particularly focused on issues with shoplifting. Um, it's much easier, of course, to steal stuff through self-checkout than it is when you're going through a cashier. So Walmart, Costco, Wegmans, Five Below, they're all um, starting to pull back on self-checkout. And not only with, with is it easier to shoplift, but people just happen to make mistakes. Maybe they, they scan the wrong Apple um, or, or another product. And so that leads to more loss. And as, as you and I have talked a lot about, Rahel, retailers are dealing with higher levels of shoplifting, higher levels of shrink and merchandise losses. So they're really looking for ways um, to, to crack down on that. Nathaniel Meyerson insisted that the anxiety over shoplifting is spreading across the United States is actually a stand-in for larger concerns. He wrote this op-ed. Ready? A stand-in for larger concerns of cultural economic or political changes taking his readers on a half potted journey through the recent past Myerson explained that worries about private property theft have historically been driven by alarm about the quote changing role of women counterculture fears and a desire to oppose criminal justice policy reforms and not the fact I guess that retailers in New York lost 4.4 billion dollars because of retail theft. It's not that. It's fears about women in the workplace or something. Changing role of women. Well, you know, their roles change all the time. What can you say? 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. we got a lot more to talk about. The show is just getting started today. But I want to remind you, WPHE is having a Cyber Monday sale today. 20% off all hoodies. Get your Zioli Army hoodie. Kale & Company, Dom Time, Krasner Land. It's all there for you. 1210WPHE.com. I'm a big favorite of the Kelly Green, Zioli Army, but the blue is gorgeous too. It's a gorgeous color. You get 20% off today on Cyber Monday. Just go to 1210WPHT.com, 1210WPHT.com. But I see, I was thinking if you get the Kelly Green hoodie, 
20% off today. Then you can root for the Eagles. You can wear it to every Eagles game from now until when we win the Super Bowl, and you'll be good to go. That can be your gear, and you'll look exactly like you are a fan of the Eagles, which, of course, you are. And if you're not, you're still going to be rooting for them anyway. So trust me when I tell you that. You will be wearing green this Super Bowl, most likely. And the Kelly green will look beautiful on you. Absolutely will. 1210WPHC.com. Get it today. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. All right, so we continue here on the show today. Just looking up uh, some breaking news. There's a lot of breaking news going on in the world, uh, particularly around the hostage issue with Hamas and Israel. So we're going to cover some of that for you as well. I'm just trying to... Get my hands on this uh, this story out of New Jersey, where, <clears throat> let's see, New Jersey is now leading the nation in foreclosures. Foreclosures. Oof. Not good. Not good. Uh, the, the state of New Jersey. Wow. Um, just trying to understand a little bit about this. This is my buddy Matt Rooney's blog, SaveJersey.com. New Jersey leads the nation in foreclosures, he says. It's a potentially grim Important for the new year as New Jersey families begin their holiday season. According to Adam, it's a website which collects and shares real estate data. The Garden State presently tops the nation in foreclosures. At the moment, one out of 4,300 homes in the United States is in the foreclosure process. In New Jersey, it's one out of every 2,300 residential properties. Quote from Assemblyman Bob Auth, a Republican uh, member of the legislature, said, the Murphys want you to put your trust in them for high office while the company they work for and others like it are doing this to the homeowners of New Jersey. Wow. 
Good stuff. Good times. All right, here's what's going on in Israel. Let me share this with you as well. Uh, John Kirby, the secretary, the spokesman, I should say, for the Pentagon, who's out there all the time. The uh, question that was asked to him, because there still have Americans who are being held hostage, and that obviously is something people would like to see if there's a resolution to that, um, obviously. Kirby was asked that question today, cut number two. Any possibility that Americans will be among the 20 that we release over the next few days? Well, we certainly hope so. I mean, we're going to watch this very, very closely. We're certainly hoping that another batch of uh, hostages gets released today as part of the fourth and final day of the original agreement. Um, We're going to be watching closely to see if any Americans are in that group. As As it has come out over the last three days we don't really know until you get into the end game who's going to be actually on that list and, and then even then you got to watch closely to seeing if who's on the list is the folks that actually come out so we're watching and, and hoping and you- mm-hmm. he's also asked how concerned are you that the longer this truce lasts hamas is going to benefit see this is the question right as as this truce goes on now and i guess israel's agreed to a couple more days here how does how does this help hamas reorganize get ready to do more terrorism Great question. Cut number three. You know, all along you've been very clear about concerns that a broader ceasefire would only benefit Hamas. Sullivan was pretty clear yesterday in saying that, you know, Hamas has been able to gain some benefit from this. How concerned are you that the longer this truce lasts, now six days, um, that Hamas will benefit? And how do you weigh that? It's a real risk. Um, uh, You have to expect a group like Hamas, a terrorist group. Uh, which clearly doesn't abide by laws of war. We try to take advantage of any pause in the fighting for their own benefit. So we're watching that closely as well as our Israeli counterparts. You can, you can bet that they're watching that closely. Yeah, you think? You, you think so? Uh, I would imagine so. I would imagine they're watching that closely. Uh, let me tell you something, too. I mean, this is, this is the, 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 the other problem here that I think we are all dealing with with this president and this lack of foreign policy, this, this the con- continual perpetual money laundering operation that is the war in Ukraine. My friend sent this to me earlier today, and I'm glad she did because it really needs to get out there. So this guy, Kim.com on Twitter, tweeted this out. U.S. tax dollars at work. Zelensky allegedly bought two yachts via proxy worth over $75 million, as reported by the Islander. The names of the yachts are an insult to all Ukrainians. Lucky me and my legacy that's the story that's what is happening here and the uh ukrainian president Zelensky uses proxies to hide ownership of the yachts this whole thing is a money laundering operation lucky me and my legacy why not just name the boats lucky and murder and just get it over with because you're (laughs) you're lucky and you're murdering my tax dollars this is this is a money laundering scheme ukraine And Biden's all over it. Senate is now nearing a vote on more money for Ukraine. And I want you to know this because this is where your taxpayer dollars are going. It's announced that there's going to be a vote this week, this week, which is now putting pressure on lawmakers to come up with a border security deal that they can use to pay assistance to the U.S. allies. So Biden and the Democrats and many Republicans are all turning around and saying, if you want aid to Israel, you got to do it with Ukraine. Ukraine funding should be an up or down vote on its own. I don't think it passes. I really don't. I think aid to Israel passes. I don't think aid to Ukraine passes, which is why they're trying to link these two things together. And so now what they're going to do, and I'll tell you exactly how this is going to play out. You're about to get, you're about to get screwed. Let me tell you how. Okay. Let me tell you how you're about to get played here. The, 
the Republican rhino warmongers who love to spend money, which is most of them, they are going to turn around and tell you while they're shoving it up your you-know-what with Ukraine money that you're getting the best border deal in the world, so don't worry about it. That's exactly what's going to happen. You'll have Mitch McConnell come out and then freeze up and they have to reset him and wind him up like a freaking watch. And they're going to say that the border, the, it's, and then you're going to turn around and say, I'll tell you what, you get the border deal out of this. So, yeah, give more money to Ukraine because you're going to get a border deal out of it. And what will happen is the border deal will be as useless as the money goes going to Ukraine. It will do nothing. It will change nothing. But it will give Republicans a talking point to be able to say, well, I didn't want to do it. You know, I didn't want to give that money to Ukraine, but had no choice because the border deal had to do it. Had to do it. Didn't want to do it. Had to do it. This border deals too much Too I can't give it up. Got to go with it. And these people think we are the biggest suckers out there. Ahead of the Thanksgiving recess, asylum was the biggest holdup. This is the border issue. According to a number of people, Senators Kirsten Cinema of Arizona, James Lankford of Oklahoma, Chris Murphy of Connecticut, Tom Tillis of North Carolina, Michael Bennett of Colorado and Lindsey Graham are those most closely involved in the talks. You know, with the exception, honestly, really of. Uh, none of them. I don't like any of those people. I really don't. I, none of them. I'm very nervous about what's going to happen here because these are the warmongers, these, except for cinema. And I hate to say it, but I mean, she's, she's an independent now. She's not even a Democrat anymore. But these are the people that are pushing the Ukraine funding the most. They are also soft on the border. They're soft on immigration, amnesty, all of it. And they're going to turn around and they're going to say, this has to happen. Let me read you this quote. And this is exactly what you need to know here. Ready? Nothing would make autocrats like Putin or Xi happier right now than to see the United States waver in our support for the Ukrainian people and its military. This is not just about Ukrainian or transatlantic security. It's about American security as well, because an unchecked Putin would be an emboldened Putin. Got it? An unchecked Putin would be an emboldened Putin, they say. So you're going to wind up, you're going to, your money's going over there again. Of course, of course it is. Please come on. Give me a break. Let me play this clip for you right now. Uh, Biden was asked a question about the hostages that are over in the United States uh, being held by Hamas right now. And Biden's response from this press briefing regarding, do you have any guarantees that the Americans that are being held hostage are even alive at this point? Cut number one. Sir, do you expect that if you are able to use this momentum to extend the pause, have you extracted any guarantees about proof of life for other hostages, or do you have an expectation of how much longer you could push this pause? Well, look, you know the deal calls for for every for every ten hostages released to extend another day. So I'm hopeful this is not the end. It's going to continue, but we don't know. And uh, but I get a sense that. Um, all the players in the region, even the neighbors who aren't and have been directly involved now, are looking for a way to end this so the hostages are all released and Hamas is is completely, uh, how can I say it, no longer in control of any portion of Gaza. Uh-huh. Got that? So 
Biden has no clue, and he's not leading, obviously, in this entire thing. And yet, at the same time we're talking about all of this, we're still talking about more funding for Ukraine. We have American hostages being held. And I, 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 I notice what the House Intelligence Chairman Mike Turner had to say regarding this, regarding Biden's handling of the hostages. And I just kind of think to myself, what would Ronald Reagan do in this moment? Cut number five. Speaking of the perils here, do you have any concerns that Hamas is delaying the release of American citizens to use them effectively as bargaining chips, Congressman? Exactly, which is why I'm concerned that the Biden administration didn't make it a condition of this deal that Americans be in the the first hotches that are released, especially since American aid is going into Gaza uh, right now into northern Gaza as part of the conditions that that Hamas had. Um, I think... um, you know, when, the, when the administration says they, they know every detail and then tell you that they don't even know if they're alive, that, that is certainly concerning. Also, the aspect, as you raised in the interview, is the Red Cross is supposed to be having access now to the remaining hostages. So we're supposed to be getting information as to you know, what their condition is, who is being held, because the hostage lists today are based on people who are missing. Uh, and Jake said that he expects that ultimately that will happen potentially by tomorrow. Why is that so critical? And do you anticipate it will happen by tomorrow? Are you getting any information that points to that? Well, I think it's, it's very, the, you know, this is a war zone. And so it's very um, unknowns are, are, are rampant. And the other aspect here is, is that we're not even sure that Hamas has all of the hostages. There are other radical groups within uh, Gaza uh, that might have possession of, of some of these hostages. We're not sure which ones are alive, uh, where their bodies may be in, in, the, in, in either Gaza or uh, where Hamas has held them. How will you know, the Red Cross be able to tell us you know, who's alive and, and who's not? And that, and that is part of certainly the, the terrible distress that these families go through. People who've been told that their relatives are deceased or now finding they're alive. People who believe they're alive may find out uh, tragic news. 855-839-1210 is the number. Don't forget, get your uh, Zioli Army Kelly Green hoodie. It'll look great on you. 20% off today for Cyber Monday deal. Uh, Cyber Monday. But the question, though, that I have to ask then is, how many Americans are still being held hostage? Do we know? Do we have proof of life? This is from today's White House press briefing. Do we even have life? Do we know if they're alive? Do we Do we have numbers? What? Tell us something. Tell us something about these Americans who are being held hostage. Kirby, cut four. John, how many Americans are still being held hostage, and do you have proof of life? We think the number is, um, well, it's less than 10, probably in the neighborhood of, you know, about eight to nine. Um, But we don't necessarily have firm, solid information on each and every one of them. We don't know. (laughs) <laughs> we don't know. Just write the check to Ukraine. Don't worry about it. All right. Don't worry about it. Stop asking questions. You don't want answers to. So that's going to happen this week. So you're about to get screwed and just know that that's what's going to be happening. Meanwhile, while all that's happening, of course, we have Hamas made in the USA. That's right. A piece over at National Review. Hamas made in the USA. Anti-Semitic terror has deep, surprising roots in American soil. Well, of course it does. Uh, college universities. That's a great place where they begin. They begin there, they fester there, and then they boil over. And that's what happens. But don't worry. College is where your kids need to go because if they don't go to the government indoctrination camps, what's going to happen? So save up your money and get them useless degrees. Uh, you know, there's a, a a buddy of mine who was over today. He was actually fixing one of my appliances. Ray Polidoro, he is a uh, great guy and he's Zeoli Army of South Jersey. 
Good man. And we were, he was making that comment about, you know, college and the money and the debt and the waste of all of it is and everything and what happens and people have no jobs after and everything. I, I, yes, a lot of that's true, but I also think we're missing the other point about college, why they want everybody to go there. And that is because they want to make sure that everybody gets the indoctrination. That's what's happening. There's another story regarding January 6th I wanted to share with you, and this is regarding President Trump. Former President Trump, Jimmy Matthews, don't have a heart attack, don't have a coronary. Trump attorneys in the Jack Smith case demand all Department of Justice documents on informants, cooperators, undercover agents, and representatives at the Capitol on January 6th. This is a breaking story. It's a big deal, and I'm going to share this with you and how this could absolutely turn the tide of Trump's case. I have a theory on why he's doing this. I think it's very smart. It's a brilliant strategy, actually. And I'll give you my analysis of that in just a moment. But you know what? I love my Volvo. I tell you this all the time. I love it. I love how comfortable it is. I love how spacious it is. It's the XC40. It's incredibly roomy. Got a ton of space for cargo in there. And it looks gorgeous, too. But the best part is, of course, I got it at Cherry Hill Volvo. Because Cherry Hill Volvo stands with us we broadcast live from the cherry hill volvo studios in fact uh right now they're going through a big renovation at cherry hill volvo and this is a great opportunity for you to purchase the volvo of your dreams they need to make room for all of the construction equipment so this month take their already generous offers and add these incredible offers an additional one thousand dollars off all new volvos plus owner loyalty and two thousand dollars off when you're financing or leasing through volvo cars plus a $7,500 lease rebate on plug-in Volvos. The dedicated professionals at Cherry Hill Volvo pride themselves in always delivering the luxury experience that you deserve, and they're going to certainly continue to do that throughout their remodeling of their dealership. They already have incredibly aggressive financial promotions going on to make sure that you have the best possible price, and they're adding these offers on top of those, which is great. I choose and continue to choose Cherry Hill Volvo. Bridget drives the XC90. That's the family car of the third row. But I'm telling you, the XC40 has more than enough room to make you very, very happy. You'll love it. Cherry Hill Volvo on Route 70 in Cherry Hill. Or maybe you want the S-Class made in South Carolina. Or maybe you want the midsize SUV, the XC60 that I used to drive. Either way, whether it's new, certified, pre-owned, or lease, you will be happy in a Volvo. And you'll be very happy when you go to Cherry Hill Volvo because they stand with us. The most accessible Volvo dealer to Philly and South Jersey, right across the bridge. Judith, Yosef, and the entire team look forward to meeting you. Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. There's a mayor in New Jersey, by the way. He's been charged in a crime, and I like I like this, actually. I, I respect this. He's uh, the longtime Republican mayor of Clark Township, New Jersey, and he's facing multiple state corruption charges, which were announced on Monday. His alleged public crimes include misusing township equipment and municipal employees to operate his landscaping business. What's more, according to the New Jersey Attorney General's office, he and his landscaping and underground storage tank company fraudulently used an engineer's name, license number, as well as in many cases, forging the engineer's signature on permit applications submitted to the town for tank removals. Knowing that the engineer was neither supervising nor in any way involved in these projects and without legally required tank inspections actually taking place. But it's like this, and this is the Jersey way. So the guy comes to the mayor and they need something. He goes, yeah, well, not for nothing, but my landscaping company can take care of that or my engineer can take care of that. I got a guy. 
the guy's him. And then he goes in there. And then it's kind of like the old thing, you know, where the guy walks in and he goes, mm, nice place you got here. Be a shame if something happened to it. The mayor was committing criminal acts for many years to enable his company to offer services it was not authorized or permitted to perform. The people's faith and confidence in government is eroded when public officials act improperly. And my office will continue its diligent work to root out corruption, said the attorney general, who also, in my mind, should be completely rooted out of office. Uh, this, this is a, a big reason why I am not a big believer in permits, you know, for homes, getting a permit, pulling a permit, these sort of things. It's all BS. It really is. And the house always wins and everybody's got to wet their beak and people got to eat. And and I, I, I don't think the government should have any business in your home, in my opinion, none whatsoever, unless they have a warrant. But also because a lot of people take advantage of this stuff. The town gets a permit for this. You need a permit for that. You got to get the inspection for this. You got to get that, that guy and the other thing. And then before you know it, you're paying all these fees to the government. It's a big deal. Actually, it's a big deal. And this is what, something we've talked to the Pacific Legal Foundation about. They're a great libertarian-leaning law firm out in the West Coast, and they represent homeowners and business owners who are getting royally screwed by the government in the form of fees, in the form of, of, of fees and fines and permit fees and all these other things, and it happens all the time. And it's also a major, major avenue for corruption. Why not? There was a, a, a guy who was a electrical inspector in a town and he'd go around and he would fail people on their electrical inspections they're trying to sell a house you know what i mean so he'd go in there and he'd say yeah this doesn't look right you got to fix this and then he would get them to hire him to come in and fix the electric now who but wait now in what universe were you going to say no to that guy think about it i'm the inspector i go into your home i go uh, yeah, I think these switches here, I don't know anything about anything when it comes to homes, obviously, so I don't know what they're called, but these, uh, <laughs> circuit breakers, right? Yeah, I think these things are a little bit, what is that, 15 amp, 220, 225, whatever it takes. I don't think this is going to, I got to flunk you. Oh no, what do you mean? We got the closing on Monday. You can't flunk me. Well, I mean, I could fix it. But you don't have to use me. You could use another electrician. I just hope he does a good job. What are you going to do in that moment? You're going you're gonna to hire him to do the work and then inspect your own electrical box again. And this time pass you after doing the work. It, it, it's a racket, baby. It's a delicious. It's a wonderful, wonderful racket. And everybody can enjoy the government corruption. But this mayor decided he was going to use his company to get town jobs and then make the town use his company and make private people who wanted to do business with the town also use his company. Now that's the Jersey way. That's the Jersey way right there. I got this company. I'm the mayor. We'll do the business in the town. We'll get jobs. And if you want to get a job in this town, if you want to do business in this town, you'll also use my company. I got to wait. I got to love it. I absolutely do. Um, But the question, of course, that we all have to ask ourselves is, how do we really, really get to the bottom of corruption when it's so rampant? Well, you begin at the top. And right now we are watching as a corrupt federal government is going after the former president of the United States of America, Donald Trump. And it is absolutely a corrupt government. This is a government that is spying on you, tracking any and all Americans who went to the Capitol on January 6, 2021. No, I'm sorry, not the Capitol. Let me rephrase. Not the Capitol building. 
the capital region. So if you flew into the Washington, D.C. capital region, which is served by Baltimore, Washington International Airport, it's served by Dulles Airport, it's served by Ronald Reagan Airport. I think it's just those three. If you flew into any of those for any reason, see a family member, go catch a game, whatever you wanted to do, nothing to do with the Capitol. You're being spied on right now by United States Air Marshals. I talked about this earlier, and I'll bring it up again. But you're being spied on by the government right now. The question that I have is, are the federal confidential informants who are also not just in the Capitol region on the left's high holy day of January 6th, but actually on the Capitol grounds that day, are they being monitored by air marshals? Huh? Well, we're about to find out who all those people are. Because Trump attorneys in the Jack Smith case are now demanding that the Department of Justice turn over all documents on informants, cooperators, undercover agents, and representatives at the Capitol on January the 6th. It was a discovery filed late last week in the U.S. District Court for the District of Columbia. Trump's legal team in the J6 case demanded that the Department of Justice and Special Counsel Jack Smith provide documents such as undercover agents, informants, and others who were at the Capitol on January 6, 2021. Trump's team wrote, quote, please provide all documents regarding informants, cooperators, undercover agents, or anyone acting in a similar capacity on behalf of or at the behest of the United States Department of Justice or any law enforcement agency who was present at or within five miles of the Capitol that day and who were involved in the assistance, planning, or encouragement of any activities related to the protest, breach, or trespassing of the Capitol. Now, the question that I have asked before is, does Jack Smith's indictment backfire? Does it backfire on him? Julie Kelly's asked that question as well. Does this backfire on them as we get close to discovery? Remember, in a trial, it all comes out. It all comes out in discovery. There's no secrets. The government can't can't bring something into the prosecution that you have not had a chance to review as part of discovery. So this is all going to come out. And then the the question is, does this blow up the government's case? The high holy day of January 6th, the high holy day of the left, J6, 2021, which is now the government's excuse now to spy on, I I mean, potentially hundreds of thousands of Americans, maybe more, where you got to go to the airport and get extra uh, chop busting. I almost said the B word, Matt DeSantis, but I didn't. Extra chop busting. Can I say that on the air? The other were the B word? Yeah, you can, I, I think, but maybe we shouldn't. Should I, should I not say it? What is this word? Uh, chop busting, but cojones busting, but the, uh, oh, the B oh, word oh, for oh. it. Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd steer clear of that. Why is that? Uh, well, I, okay, uh, I think legally sorry. you can say it, but you shouldn't say it. Yeah. Like, I, we're not going to get fined or anything by the FCC, but it would be in poor taste to use that type of language. I have so. no taste whatsoever, so... <laughs> well, why even, why even uh, you know, tread that fine line? Yeah, because somebody might have kids in the car or something like that. Be like, Mommy, what does Richie say when he says... <laughs> I we don't want that. No. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Mama Zioli was a hoot for Thanksgiving. She brought red wine. What's that? I can only imagine. Oh, well, she brought red wine and she was just mama zioling out the entire day. (laughs) She really was. Mama zioling out. And this is how my mother helps. She stands in the kitchen drinking wine and goes, what can I do to help? I say, nothing. There's nothing you can do. I don't want to do nothing. Don't. 
Oh, well, let me do something. You want me to do the potatoes? Let me do the potatoes. And then she doesn't know where anything is. So where can I get a spoon? Where can I get a fork? Where can I get a plate? And then, so you got to spend 10 minutes just giving her a map of, you know what I'm saying? And then she does all that. Then she goes, all right, are we ready to eat? The potatoes are done. I go, Ma, the turkey's, I'm still deep frying the turkey. I don't have 35 minutes on it. This is why I told you on Thanksgiving Day, I stayed outside to monitor the deep frying process the entire time. With a cigar and a bourbon to monitor the deep frying of the turkey. Away from my family and away from my in-laws for a solid hour. Such a sacrifice. Somebody has to do it, Matt DeSantis. That's very generous of you. A nice... Somebody has to it do it. It sounds like a great vibe, I'll be honest. I'll tell you what, it was a good day. It yeah. was a very good day. I also don't believe you. I think Mama Zioli probably is a big help in the kitchen. Do you know how many times I heard, oh, be careful, baby, when it came to frying the turkey? <laughs> You're not going to let Patrick, Claire, and Reagan around the deep-frying turkey oil, are you? Because it could explode and go all over them, and they could get fourth-degree burns, and the flesh could come off their body. <laughs> so, no, Mom, we're not, I'm not going to let the kids near the deep-frying hot oil pot. No, I'm not. Glad you went into great detail. <laughs> well, that's what she always does, right? <laughs> She takes it to the extreme Italian dramatic grandmother take. It's not just a matter of, you know, it's not safe. It's their flesh could melt off and it'd be a terrible Thanksgiving if their flesh melted off to the ground, baby. I think she's just trying to be helpful. I, I, I like to defend Mama Zioli. She's so nice. Where, is, where are my Mama Zioli clips, Henry? Uh, they're spread out. Can you, can you, uh, when the turkey hit the hot oil, can you play what she said? When I I dropped. They're blowing it up. (laughs) I hope you meant that one. That one. When I dropped the turkey into a 350 degree pot of boiling peanut oil. Go ahead. I think they're blowing it up. Damn right it blew up. Turkey shot right into the sky. Beautiful thing to see. Oh, be careful, baby. Don't, Rich, please don't wear Patchy Claire and Reagan around the 350-degree boiling peanut oil, honey. Okay? No problem, Mama Zioli. Did you want me to bring cold cuts for Thanksgiving? Nope. 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 Nobody needs cold cuts. We're good. Don't need cold cuts on Thanksgiving. We're good. Uh, 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. How the indictment of former President Donald Trump could backfire on the Democrats in a big, big way straight ahead. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. Baseball is in full swing, NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 